Well, what is going on, guys? And welcome back to another episode of the Blue Crew podcast. It's episode 48, and Tom is not here. Uh, Tom was unavailable to record after uh, the Porto semi-final second leg, so it is just me and Luca. I am taking over Tom's role today as host, um, but I've got a, my my beautiful, usual co-host uh, sat, sat across from me, Luca Foley. Uh, how you doing, Luca? All right, thanks. I've, uh, I appreciate you think I'm still beautiful after my haircut, as you can probably tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. So uh, let's get straight into the meat and potatoes. This is going to be uh, a shorter uh, podcast episode, maybe not the usual 50 minutes uh, with all three of us, maybe more 20 minutes around that, just talking about the game last night, uh, our thoughts on that and our thoughts on the Champions League going ahead. So, um, I mean, Luca, you're always our match summary man. Um, Give us a little bit of your thoughts on what happened, what you thought the game was like yesterday and how it sort of panned out eventually. I mean, I, I was, it was probably one of the most boring Chelsea games I've ever watched in my lifetime. <laughs> Before the game, I was like, yeah, we're going to we're gonna expose some of those flaws in the Porto defence because they'll be, well, we expected them to come bombing forward every opportunity to try and attack us to get some goals and we exploit those defensive frailties. And I said 2-0 with a Pulisic brace, but that just, that just didn't happen. It was probably... It was one of the most. It, I, won't, I won't say lackluster because it was a it was a good shift from the players, but in terms of chance creation, just ability to get into their final third, it was just really really poor, and it was just it, just not a very good game. And in the 90th minute, out of absolutely nowhere, Porto put a ball into the box, and Taremi, the man we said would come back and maybe pose us some threats because we thought he'd start from the beginning, he came on as a sub and scored a shinny bicycle kick. So apart from that. We were lucky it wasn't earlier on in the game because that could have had some more implications. Maybe they might have scored again. But apart from that good goal, that was probably the only, that was probably the best thing that happened in the game. But even though we lost, we still managed to go through and we're into the semi-finals. So not vintage Chelsea by any means, but I mean, we're through to the semi-finals. So I don't think you can ask much more of us, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. That is what counts. We are through. Um, Obviously, Thomas Tuchel's football is so good. He's got us celebrating a loss. Um, it's just sometimes that's, that's just that's just the way it goes. But uh, yeah, no, I thought that, like you said, it wasn't the most exciting game I've ever watched Chelsea play. It was very sort of uh, sit back and and defend. Let's hold on to this two goal lead that we've got and um, don't let Porto get carried away with themselves, which is pretty much what we did. Um, and I think the game plan sort of worked to a T. You could tell that we were frustrating Porto's attackers and midfielders quite a lot, considering the amount of fouls that they were giving away, um, oh. especially onto Christian Pulisic, which I think we'll have to get to uh, yeah. a bit later, because that that was insane. But um, yeah, no, I thought it was a a bit of a boring game, um, and not the not the not the best performance we could have given, but it's not the be-all and end-all. It's, it was the getting through. I think we said in the last episode that it was none of us really cared if we lost 1-0, which is obviously what happened. It was as long as we got through to the semi-final, that was what mattered. Um, we didn't really mind what fashion it was in, and I think that's that's pretty accurate as to what happened. Yeah. I, um, I want to get your thoughts on Christian Pulisic, his performance yesterday. Um, 
I think it was uh, 11th fouls uh, on him, which was the most, I believe, in the Champions League since Messi in 2011 against Real Madrid. Cool. Uh, 11 times Pulisic was fouled last night. Um, he, shades of Eden Hazard, I thought. Yeah, I mean, just getting hacked getting hacked down at every opportunity. I'm surprised we haven't seen a picture of his ankles, you know, that picture of Hazard with his... <laughs> yeah. I've seen one of Pulisic because he must be like, he must be in so much pain this, this afternoon. He was getting side down every time he got on the ball and Porto were just, they just clearly couldn't care less if they took him down and considered a free kick because it was just, it was just like, I don't know what the word is, like just non-stop, just incessant fouling. Yep. So, I mean, he was very, very good. Uh, yeah, I mean, fantastic. I'm, as I said, not many chances were created by him, but I mean, him getting on the ball and taking players on and just getting on their nerves, basically, because they were just hacking him down, just taking him out. So, yeah, very, very good. The, one of the couple of shining stars, I thought, for us last night, alongside maybe Rudiger and Jorginho, I thought they were also very good. But Pulisic, just great, great intensity on the ball, willing to go forward. Just very, very good, I thought. And you mentioned him there. What a turnaround. What a, what a two weeks it's been for Jorginho. Uh, he, he probably had the lowest of lows this season, especially uh, against West Brom, where he was sort of uh, ridiculed and, and, and perhaps uh, berated on for his performance. It was quite a lacklustre performance, a lot of mistakes that contributed to West Brom goals and et cetera, et cetera. But... In the last two weeks, the two Porto legs and the Crystal Palace game, uh, he has been incredible. I think Jorginho has genuinely probably been one of, if not the best player we've had over the past three games. Last night, his defensive work rate, we we made fun of him in the in the episode for the first Porto leg where we were saying, you know, Kante can come back and, you know, Kovacic and Jorginho don't have a defensive bone in their body, but Jorginho's work rate defensively yesterday was exceptional. I was really, really impressed. Yeah, I'll have to agree with that. I mean, as always, controlling the tempo of the game. There was one moment I saw him on the right, got a little sprint going for the ball, which I thought oh. was great. never seen him do that before, but on the series, <laughs> he, was, he was genuinely quite good. It was probably one of his best games, best games for him this season. Like, what a time to, what a time to pull a performance like that out of the bag even though we lost, but then again, still, great performance. What, what more can you ask for from a man that... we All we all we really expect from him is to control the temper. We don't really expect huge defensive work rate from him. That's kind of Kante's job and occasionally Kovacic when he wins the ball back from other players. But yeah, again, super, I don't have any words. It was just very good performance, much like Pulisic, just very, very good. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Kante, it's nice to see him get more than 20 minutes um obviously because of his fitness but really glad to see him get back and you know Thiago Silva as well back in playing Champions League football uh we we noticed that in our house while watching the game that we didn't really hear Thiago Silva's name uh probably I think it was until like the 70th minute when he when he uh cleared a cross out um which I thought was very strange because, you know, Thiago Silva's normally, he's like, he's next to Azpilicueta as like the leader of our defence. He's there, he's like a bastion in that in that middle that we can always rely on. And he, he didn't really seem to not be in the game, but you expected to hear more about him considering what Porto were coming at us with. They were creating 
a fair few half chances in the early start. What do you, what do you think about that? I just think, yeah, as you said, the half chances that Porto created probably were, were I, I know I know what you mean, but it's sort of like maybe Thiago Silva's name wasn't mentioned too much because he didn't really have to do that much. Maybe the chances I think that Porto created weren't, weren't ones that needed like drastic action needed. I know it's just Thiago Silva's name that wasn't perhaps mentioned a lot, but we've got like Azpilicueta and Rudiger, who I believe were were more active, let's say, in the game than Thiago Silva. So, I mean, it's not... It's not a surprise that Thiago Silva's name wasn't mentioned. I think it just shows that maybe he's gone under the radar with quite a good performance, but it's not not a lot to worry about. But yeah, that's, it's not not too bad for him. I don't think that he wasn't mentioned too much. As well, all the players put in a good shift last night, so it's not like he was the worst worst players on the pitch. So yeah, yeah. Not too much. Yeah, you know, I don't think it's necessarily that. Also, you got to look at this. So we, we talk about despite it being a loss and to me it doesn't really feel like a loss perhaps it's because the goal came on like came so late in like the 93rd minute and it was a bit of a lucky lucky goal as well obviously it took some technique but it sort of spooned off of his shin um in the end uh it's very you know it is i don't for me at least it doesn't feel like a loss it feels like Sort of a, even a win, almost considering we're now through to the semi-finals. Um, speaking of the semi-final, uh, Real Madrid and Liverpool play their second leg tonight. Uh, Real Madrid three-one up, going to Anfield. Um, realistically, they need to score, and they have a pretty good chance of going through if they if they even get a goal um, at Anfield tonight. How do you see that quarterfinal leg going, that second leg for them? Because that really, we saw, we heard Tuchel in his um, post-match yesterday say, oh, I'm not, I'll watch the game, but we're not worried about who we're going to get. We'll just take who we get and we'll leave it at that um, and we'll prepare for it. Um, who do you think you'd rather get between Madrid and Liverpool and and why? That's a really tough question because obviously they're two teams that have won how many Champions Leagues between themselves? Probably like twenty odd Champions Leagues between. <laughs> so they're kind of they're kind of European, Europe, well, European giants. You could say I know that's not mm-hmm. yeah the right text you put in, but they they know what it's like to be in the Champions League semi-finals and obviously get to the big finals. So at the end of the day, I. It's going to be tight to see, but I think with with Real Madrid with that three goal lead, with that two goal lead, three one up, yeah. I think they probably have enough to uh, to take it. I mean, I think Sergio Ramos is probably coming back from injury, and Rafa Varane, I don't know if he's recovered from from that COVID test he he did before the first leg, so I'm not sure if he's back. But I think probably on the basis that they have a two goal lead, I think they'll probably make it. And, and I'm so not, I'm not. Also, I'm not too fussed about who we get. As Tuchel said, he's obviously going to say, oh, it doesn't matter who we get. We'll just prepare prepare yeah. for what we get. He's not going to say, I'd rather play play so-and-so because it's like, oh, what are you saying about the other team? But at the end of the day, we, we're, the, the way we're playing, we're good enough to face anyone. So if it is Real Madrid, so be it. Take him on. Yeah, well, um, he, I think he also said last night about he'd rather not get the team 
in in the same league. He said he doesn't like playing teams in the same league as you in the Champions League um, because that can play a bit on the players' minds. Um, so maybe he was given a bit of I'd rather face Real Madrid than Liverpool. Um, for me, I think I'd rather face Real Madrid. Um, I know they played really well at home on the counter-attack against Liverpool. Tony Kroos is we've said it before in the pod, he, he rolls back the years, played some incredible crossfield balls, over-the-top balls, whatever you want. Um, and they've got some decent finishers. Benzema is coming on. I mean, he, I think we, we've spoken going quite far back now in the podcast, but um, maybe 20 episodes-ish ago, during the group stage, we were talking about how underrated Benzema has been throughout his entire career mainly due to being overshadowed by Ronaldo at Real Madrid. But he is a great, a great striker and he will trouble us if we come up against him in the semi-finals just as much as you think the likes of Mane and, and Salah might. I think so. I mean, I think El Clasico last weekend, I think he just showed his, his quality when he scored that back hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, as you said, he's probably one of the most, he's a fantastic striker and he's probably after Lewandowski and Kane Lukaku you could say it's tough but he's probably one of the most informed strikers in the world right now I mean that sounds obvious but that just highlights how good he is so I think he's definitely going to be a a problem if we do face him but I think we've definitely got enough to to sort of take him out of the game he will he will play on he'll he'll be he'll be in and around there he'll have some get some shots away but I think we've got enough probably to to sort of block him out if he does if we do come up against him as you said he's a fantastic striker so you just don't know what to expect yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, obviously, if we go up against Liverpool, we've got the whole uh, Premier League versus Premier League, England versus England semi-final, um, and we could even have an England versus England final, uh, an all English final with Man City on the other side of the bracket. Obviously, they play their game tonight against Dortmund, um, and if they go through there, they'll be playing PSG, who knocked out. Uh, current holders Bayern got the revenge against them in the for the final last year um I mean there's a lot of ways this could go if we do reach the final obviously Tuchel can either face an all English final or his old team uh in the final um but so either way I think that that's going to be really interesting whoever we play if we play Liverpool it's going to be interesting for the all English semi-final and if we make the final past that it could even be you know uh a a, a German, a German team, because obviously Tuchel is German as well. So Dortmund is as well could make it. So it's really there's a lot of storylines there that are quite interesting. And there's a lot for grabs, of course. I think Dortmund, of course, have the away goal against City. So one goal, as easy as it sounds, it's going to be tough for them. But one goal would would definitely be enough for them to make it through if they win one nil. Just give City a shock, and that's another massive, massive threat for us if we do. If we do get through the semi, that's another threat for us. Gone if we make the final. Yeah. So, I mean, and as you say, Liverpool have gotten away goals, so there's definitely a chance for them. Although they do need two goals, they win two nil, the easiest way to get through. But as I said, there's a lot for grabs. So, and as you said, lots of storylines about who could face who and how it could all pan out. So, it's probably one of the most exciting Champions Leagues, maybe since maybe since Ajax got to the semis, I think, mm. the and Real Madrid and the like. So. It's, it's going to be interesting. It looks like a, a very interesting uh, uh, draw, how it's going to pan out. 
Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm not sure if there's much else we need to go on about. Is there anything you uh, want to you want to talk about? I'm not sure. Maybe I want to talk. About, I, I was watching the PSG against Bayern highlights. I know it's it's not. It doesn't tell the full story of the game and how they lost. But when I wa- I watched Neymar and Mbappe and Di Maria, my <laughs> goodness me, they look absolutely frightening. Or like on the counter and just even when they're just going forward anyway, they are they are unbelievable to watch. They do look very very threatening. I'd be very nervous if I was coming up against them. Well, luckily. We don't have to until we, unless we make the final and if they make the final as well. So hopefully, hopefully that doesn't happen. But I agree with you. Um, I actually think that PSG are now favourites to win the tournament. Um, with it might be a bit of a hot take with City Ooh. still in, uh, yeah. but I think PSG are favourites, um, followed by City, followed by us. So, you know, it. It's going to be really close. We, we're going to get some great games. Um, but yeah, half of this has been a Chelsea podcast. Half of this has been looking forward to the rest of the Champions League. Um, we said it would be short. Uh, this will be a sort of self-contained episode. We're going to do an episode for the Manchester City game. We'll preview that uh, later this week, uh, perhaps in two days' time on the Friday before the game starts on the on the Saturday. So. That's going to be a really interesting game, so please look at our socials for that and uh, give that a listen as well. Luca, anything you want to say before we finish off? No, just uh, I'm probably sure you know, but I think they've kept it as a 5:30 kickoff, so it doesn't clash with uh, Prince Philip's funeral, so we don't have to we don't have to worry about an earlier kickoff with less rest or anything like that. So that's one positive going into the game, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm quietly confident. I think we can genuinely give them a game. Definitely can win. I feel like we can take on anyone at the moment. So, uh, yeah, well, when we do a preview for that, hopefully we'll give it a listen and hopefully we'll enjoy it and we'll win. Yeah, well, there you go. That's uh, Well, this has been the Blue Crew podcast, episode 48. Um, I've been Oliver Jones. Luca Foley has and been, been Luke. Yeah, Luca Foley's been my, my co-host for today. Um Make sure you follow us. It's probably how you f- how you found the podcast, but our our social at at the Blue Crew Pod One, um, we post sort of our thoughts um, on on all things Chelsea, what's happening around the club, and and stuff like that. So uh, all of our podcast episodes up there. So give that a follow. Follow us on Spotify as well, um, and uh, and you'll be notified every time we go live and go up on on Spotify or or wherever you find your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, whatever, um, SoundCloud. I don't even know if we're on SoundCloud, but we might be. I'm rambling at this point, so let's gonna, we're going to leave it there. On that double tammy, we'll see you guys for episode 49 in two days' time. Have a good one. See you later. <laughs>